1: What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America NA, member FDIC. Yes,
2: welcome back. Izzy Kempe for breakfast on SENZ. It's just after 7 o'clock on your King's Birthday Monday. Hope you have had a good weekend, and uh, the weekend's continuing for the long weekend. Uh, there's plenty of food eaten and... Uh, Oh, drinks consumed because it was a nice relaxing weekend down here. The weather's turned, so stay warm and look after yourselves. It's now time to start talking some Super Rugby because we're at the playoffs now. It's starting to heat up. The fi- uh, final eight teams will be heading into the quarterfinals. Some full of confidence and some looking to change some fortunes, particularly from a Reds point of view. They've got to do the the ultimate, and head to Hamilton to take on the high-flying Chiefs, and one of those Chiefs, a man that has done it all for the Chiefs, is our next guest, and it's welcoming in the one and only Mills Muliaina Malili. Good morning to you.
3: (laughs) Morena, morena, brother. How are you, man?
2: Good, thank you. Appreciate you taking the call. I know you'll be uh, having a nice day off, but... uh, Probably getting a little sleep in, eh? Surely Joe's giving you a little sleep in this morning, mate. But uh, you wouldn't have been sleeping on the rugby over the weekend. You were calling a few, a bit of the action over the weekend, mate. What have you made of this uh, Brown Robin so far? The final eight teams? Fitting teams to, to punch on into the playoffs?
3: Oh, mate, it's, um, it's an interesting uh, lineup. I suppose uh, the big one is, is the fact that, uh, that Jalua have, have made it through and win. Against the Reds, uh, obviously you've just mentioned um, you know, the Chiefs, and thoroughly deserve to be in the number one spot. Mm. They're looking to. I actually think it's it's probably theirs to lose. They've been the form team throughout this, this whole yeah. this whole competition, and they don't look like leading up. Um, the Crusaders Hurricanes game was a, was an interesting one. I actually thought the Crusaders would uh, would, would, would push on through, but great to see um, you know the Hurricanes come back, but. Um, yeah, I'm looking forward to this, to this these quarterfinals because there are some interesting games. And as you mentioned before, the fact some teams are actually looking to, to to ramp things up haven't quite got got there, and um, uh, it'll be interesting.
1: Hey, Mills, it's Kemby, Mate, thanks for joining us this morning. With the, with the draw getting through and playing the Crusaders down there on Saturday afternoon, is it is it the right I guess the right game for the Crusaders given that they've just come off this loss to the Hurricanes? Um, you because know, we're expecting them to beat the draw, but is it a bit of a soft run for them in the semi in the semis?
3: I think it's I think it's probably perfect for them to be totally honest. Um, you know, you, you, um, you know, you think back when they lost over there, they took a sort of understrength sort of team, sort of inexperienced mm-hmm. team over there. So there would be plenty of motivation for. Uh, the Crusaders to to make sure they they get themselves right for this for this battle. The big thing will be you know how loose it uh, you know the Jewel will want to get get it you know um, the Crusaders when it comes to finals football you know whether it's ugly or not. It'll be the set piece that, yeah. that really will um, they'll look to try and dominate. The biggest thing at the moment is um, for the for the Crusaders and it has been the whole season is you know a number of their key players are out with injury and that's disrupted their their flow throughout throughout this, this season. They're sort of up and down sort of performance, um, but I don't think it's going to be an easy sort of easy one for them. They'll be totally focused mm. in terms of what they want to get out of it, and especially down there, so hard to beat.
0: Mills, given how hard the draw run the ball and how hard they hit, is there a team that the Crusaders would have liked less uh, at this stage of the season, given all the injuries they've got?
3: I don't think so. I think it's just a it's it's another, you know, when they when they do run hard and things like that, the, the, the Crusaders will want to will get tempo in their, in their set piece. Tempo is in, you know, really try and dominate them and, and take mm-hmm. the zing out of their legs, slow the game down a bit, don't let it get sort of too erratic because that's what the Fijians like. They, they, they love running hard because they're in a bit of space to get a bit of momentum up. If you slow them sort of down and, and sort of try and frustrate them, um, you know, then, then hopefully they make mistakes and like. And saying it, the Crusaders have got some you know deadly finishes as well. They you know they they can they've got the ability to spark things up. It's just whether they've got the discipline um, to keep to that to that game plan and um, and try and sort of just just go set piece to set piece and really try and take take the zing out of the uh, the drawers leagues.
2: Yeah, the draw. Look, the one doubt I have is the ability to travel away from from the islands. That that's probably the only blink in their game at the moment. They haven't been able to travel and put on a clinical performance. So I think that will probably be their downfall. And like you talk about, the Crusaders they are riddled with injuries, Mills. I've got serious doubts, and it's hard for me to say that, that they can go on. If they win this, they're most likely going to be playing. If the Canes can get up, they'll probably um, you know they'll take on the Chiefs because the Chiefs will be too good, and then they'll have to face the Blues. The Blues will beat the Waratahs this weekend. The Blues, when you look at that outfit compared to last year and this year, like, pole opposites, um, is there any confidence in that camp that they can um, and punch on and do something they haven't been able to do for a very long time?
3: I think there is. I think, um, man, you're right. They're, they're, you're just waiting for them to really find their rhythm. Mm-hmm. I talked about discipline, about the uh, Crusaders. Uh, I, I think the Blues are a little bit opposite. They have not sort of found that discipline when... Things have been slowed down. Look at the way the Highlanders, you know, just wanted to play ugly, and it's and um, you kind of feel that the Blues haven't quite found their game plan. Um, you know, they they found it in, in bits, and they sort of haven't really won the mom, moments back again. Mark Telea, for me, is one that can mm. can really spark it. Um, Bowden Barrett, it's, uh, not, we're not still not quite sure when, whether he's going to be back. Apparently, his, um that cut to his, the back of his leg was was quite um, quite serious. So. They just haven't found that sort of um it almost sort of seems that like they they get lost in it. Um on yeah. lost in two game plans where they should be playing title, um, you know, or, or chucking the ball out wide. But you kind of feel if they get it right on the day, um, and this could be the one this could be the start of it, that, that they are really um they they could be title contenders because they've, they've got some great players. They just haven't sort of got the whole sort of. I hate to use a cliche, you know, the whole eighty minutes. They, they they sort of just stumble here and there, and um, but I hope I hope they can get it together. I hope um, you know this game against the Waratahs, they should get over the line. Um, I hope they start you know finding that form towards the back end of that sort of semi-finals and then, and then push on again.
1: Hey Mills, you, you mentioned one of those players and Mark Talia. You've got Sean Stephenson, final, who the top try scorers all on 11, 11 tries um, through the Super uh, campaign. When it comes down to this quarter-final series, the semi-series and then the final, how important is it for those blokes to put their hand up for the World Cup? And, and you having been there, do you see either of them making the World Cup team?
3: Oh hugely important um Kempi, that they you know you need those players because they've got x factor um mm. in terms of you know what what they can do when something's not on when when a big moment needs to be won uh, whether it's a you know five pointer or you know uh, a defensive effort that they've um you know they've uh, they've managed to you know take away from it from at the other side um in terms of, um yeah absolutely i think mark Talia goes uh, i think Lester Fa Manukul. Um, you know, he's got the ability. He's definitely, um, you know, in, in, in the mix as well. Um, with Shaun, um, it could be. I mean, he's had a fantastic season uh, this year. Uh, his case could be the fact that there's so many other guys, um, you know, in the yeah. fullback role that can actually cover that, and whether they've they've got the ability to be able to, um, you know, you know, take another sort of um, guy that can play wing and fullback and, and can kick. So. Um, all three players definitely, definitely, and in, 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 would be in the mix in terms of the conversation. Um, I think that the, the the first two that I mentioned, I'd love to see them go. I think Mark Xilier has warrant warranted yeah. that um, being in the in the squad in terms of what he can do. Lester of who probably covers a bit more in terms of the winger centre that we probably need, um, in, in the All Blacks. So um, yeah. yeah, those those guys have been um, have been outstanding this season.
0: Mills, you mentioned earlier about you know uh, Bowden missing a few games and that, that cut to the back of the leg. He's not really played like the Bowden Barrett we know most of this season. Uh, question for you then is: the Blues might they be better served in the in the in the knockout matches with Peter Feta, Sullivan Plummer covering the the fullback ten roles than having Bowden in there the way that things are
3: going at the moment? Oh, I don't know. I I, look, I, I think. Um you're right and, and it's the blues um it's not just bowden that hasn't sort of found his rhythm yet the blues have sort of um been like that the whole this whole time i would love to see him at fullback. i just think you know um you know while he, while the blues are, are going like this um and i mentioned it a few months ago i think it was that um you know i'd love to see him playing at fullback to sort of um find that that spark in him and let pedal fitter you know you know take control and take control in terms of you know organizing things I think you can't yeah. take a you know two-time world world uh, rugby player of the year out of the the equation. I think you know um, he's massive in terms of um, what the Blues can do and sort of the the, the fortunes and turning them and stuff around. Just the little we touches that he can that he can produce. Um, but as, as I said, I think he, you definitely have him out there. I'd love to see him at fullback. Whether that's something that um, Leon McDonald um, has to consider with Pedafeta coming back. Pedafeta just um, He's got the ability to be able to just um you know take on that sort of responsibility and just, just let, you know, no Bowden sort of go out there and run the cutter from the back. You know, I just think if um, you know, having getting to this final spots, you need those big time players out here. Yes, we've got a bit of young guys that are coming through. Sullivan's um, exceptional mm-hmm. talent. But when it comes to um, you know, finals, you need big time players the experienced guys out there sort of really taking control of the game.
2: Well, for 100-test all back, you're talking about Bowdoin playing uh for the Blues, and if that eventuates, would you see that happening if it comes to the All Blacks' time? Look, I've been watching Will Jordan, and uh, look, I just think Will's struggling a little bit with his head, and, and there's a few little things going on in that department. I'd love to see him out there. We know the impact he can have Mills on a game. He can break open a game. He's, he's got a big future ahead of him if his head is right. But if that isn't the case... Where do they go in the All Blacks in terms of fullback?
3: That's it. I mean, you, mate, you're talking about an awesome player in Will Jordan, and then mm. I think that's that's probably where they have to look at when you look at you know I think it's it's Bowden and um, and Will going for the fullback position or having both of them mm. you know out there whether you have um, you know Will on the on the, on the wing and sort of, um, you know, Bowden in the back and, you know, a guy like Mark Talia on, on the other side. But I definitely think um, in terms of, you know, if, if Bowden isn't playing um, as well, uh, you know, he's getting back into form. Um, I think mm. it's it's between, you know, Bowden and, and, and Will Jordan in terms of the fullback position. I still think, I still believe, um, which is, you know, tough on Mackenzie, I still think Mwonga is our team. Um, yeah. And again, you know, Mwonga and, and, uh, and Mackenzie battle it out and sort of, you know, who, 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 who claims that spot similar to what I was sort of mentioning before about the fullback role, I think Bodie's, you know, um, um, you know, would, would be great at fullback but again, sort of what form does he take into there compared to a, a Will Jordan because there's certainly, he's certainly options that you can put on the wing, you know, we've spoken about Lester and Uncle as well um, you know, do you put him there, Will Jordan at the back and, you know, Atelier on the other side, so plenty of options but I think the first thing first mm. for these guys is just making sure they, they get plenty of form because it's not far away until they do the pick that all black spot, I think, this next week. Um, so it'll be yeah. interesting.
1: Hey, Mills, um, uh, just... That conversation about the All Blacks, you know, like we're heading into the World Cup come September, and we've been talking to a few of the boys up in the Northern Hemisphere, you know, they reckon Tawera Kubale is the second best halfback in the French comp. Uh, They're picking players because they're footballers, so you get 145 kilogram props. They don't have to worry about the science around it, Um, they just go out there and rip in and tear into it. Um, And then you have a look down here, our 20s, they lost one, win one by one point on the weekend. In your in your analysis, um, because you have seeing all that football, where are we um, in world rugby at the moment? Are we are we headed in a different direction as far as what that black jersey is about? And do you think the question is we should start opening up uh, our pathway to overseas players to play in that all black jersey? Yes,
3: yeah, that's a tough one. It can be. It's. Um... I mean, where, where are we, first and foremost? Oh, man, we have got a lot of talent here in New Zealand. There's still a lot of talent coming through. I think what we've found, and particularly just after COVID, and well, whilst COVID, we, we took a big hit in terms of, you know, we've always been the innovators. Where do we go to next? How do we play the, how do we play the game? Um, and we've probably struggled over over the last sort of probably two or three years in terms of the innovation and, and, and what we do. And that's probably been a flow and effect from, you know, Having been beaten by the Northern Hemisphere teams, the Northern Hemisphere teams have found a different rhythm. They've found a different sort of game plan. They've sort of the traditionally they've just been sort of the you know, set piece and trying and slow things down, dictated by the weather that they've got over there. Now they've got these guys that are sort of just like you say running running out there and big boys. They've got really you know great skill, um, similar to what we sort of always had, and we've kind of lost that that element of our game. Um, but I think it's key. <clears throat> Excuse me, to um, that we find what our strengths are again, and then our strengths always been there. You know, when you when you grow up as a youngster, you're, you're chucking the ball around in your backyard. We've probably gone a little bit too structured in terms of um, mm. our game plan going going forward. Can, do we need to open it up? I mean, man, it's rugby. There's so many opportunities now for guys financially to um, to go overseas. The biggest, um, the biggest thing that's always kept our guys here is, you know, the, the law of the all-black jersey. You know, does that still motivate guys to stay, um, rather than sort of go overseas? I think if we um, we open it, um, we're not going to have anyone here. Um, there's going to be, there's mm-hmm. going to be, you know, why would you stay here as a youngster if mm-hmm. you've opened the door to guys that are coming back from overseas who are earning way more when you can do, um, you know, the, the ex- exactly the same thing? I think we need a competition. allows guys you know to to be in places like japan and that they're in a super competition like us to be able to you know um you know to to stay here and and keep that talent here whilst sort of still earning that money and that's up to the administrators to try and find that um being on the the other side of the world doesn't help a competition that perhaps every couple of years that we you know we find it exciting where guys can actually you know play in it but still be be picked in 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 an all black side so the expansion of super rugby is is probably the big one and what sort of that looks like rather than sort of opening the doors to guys that are earning you know buckets of money um and then still getting picked up for the all blacks because you're not going to find any of that talent in the under 20s why would you why would you stay here when you can earn you know three or four times more overseas and still be picked up for the all blacks
2: I know that expansion you're talking about. I touched on it a while back, obviously, when they signed that deal with Japan Rugby, going forward New Zealand Rugby. So the expansion, potentially, from my point of view, would be an inclusion of the big clubs over in Japan being a part of Super Rugby. Now with the product that is over in Japan Rugby, they are flying. They've got an awesome product, they've got a wonderful following, and they've got huge amounts of money. Would Japan sacrifice their top league, to be a part of Super Rugby. Can you see both leagues competing and and, and being a partnership? Or would that be detrimental to the game in Japan?
3: Oh, I, I mean, man, look, look at the, the, the overseas players, the foreigners that they've got over there at mm. the moment. I, I don't think it would be detrimental. I would love that expansion. I, I think um, in terms of where Japan rugby have got to, you know, the next level, the, you know, obviously the companies, um, you know, they've got, you know, uh, a good game that's sort of becoming really solid now i think the expansion of super Rugby um would be hugely um uh, beneficial for them and sort of what that yeah. looks like um, it'd be it'd be massive for us asia has always been a big talking point it'd be in huge for us with yeah. Yeah, absolutely, where New Zealand and, and, and Australia can go to, and, and sort of yeah. you know, what does the makeup look like? You know, do we have guys being picked up in a draft that can actually, um, you know, play in those in, in, in their teams, or still having the ability to be able to play and you know for for being picked up for the All Blacks or being named for the All Blacks yeah. because you know they're in that competition that you know that our Super Rugby franchises are in. I think it'd be huge. I think it's, it's, it's hopefully something that um, you know. Uh, New Zealand rugby uh, are in talks with them, and perhaps they need you at the yeah. table, is he, mate? You've got some good ideas, eh, bro?
2: <laughs> <laughs> oh, look, I, I just, yeah, it's an interesting one. We, we tried the Sun Wolves, it uh, started making traction towards the end of that, and then obviously that withered away. But I just think, yeah, with the amount of money they've got on offer and the talent, like a lot of Kiwis up there. I think it'll be a really competitive competition going for Whether they can make that decision, I think, really, Japan hold all the cards here. Yeah, they've got the money, they've got the talent. <laughs> And, you know, like, they, they're probably going to have to be calling the shots for this. I think New Zealand's powerhouse is, is withering a little bit. Um, just before we let you go, Millsy, you played in a couple of World Cups, mate. You're an absolutely outstanding bloke. One of my role models growing up, and I uh, love watching you play. But now you're calling the game on the other side at the World Cup, mate. What does that moment mean for you?
3: Oh, it's crazy. It's here, Like, um... Man, I'd never have ever thought that I'd be one commentating when I when I finished up rugby, and to um, so now I've been given an opportunity to go and um, and, and call a game overseas uh, in a rugby world cup is pretty special. I think um, you know who would have thought that um, a Samoan Boy, um, that that awesome, the islands, yeah. to come down and live in Invercargill is now uh, heading over ninety just to, well played to play a world cup, but now just to, to, commentate, to commentate a world cup, it's it's a, it's a pretty special moment. It's going to be a long. Long trip away for my my family, but um, certainly one that I'm I'm really excited about, and uh, and hopefully uh, I'm pretty sure the All Blacks will go all the way.
0: Hey Mills, uh, we do a can't wait question of the day. Our can't wait question of the day being King's birthday uh, and Sir Wayne Smith getting the knighthood. As uh, who else deserves a knighthood that doesn't have one yet in the New Zealand sporting landscape? Mills man, <laughs> Mills Sir sir, <laughs> sir Mills Bullying, how does that sound? No, no, uh, who'd you no go, bro? Who
3: would you go? <laughs> Uh well Wayne Smith definitely for me I, I you know I I definitely think he 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 does you know he does warrant one and I've um, I've sort of, sort of mentioned that maybe a couple of years back um but um anyone else well I, Sir, Sir he's D'ag- got one Mills deg- <laughs> deg- <laughs> go.
0: Sir Israel Dagg <laughs> no, <laughs> no
3: chance Sir Degger, mate you go. Sir <laughs> good stuff Mills thanks uh... for coming on bro
0: thanks Mills
3: thanks, guys uh, have a wonderful
0: long weekend. Yeah, you too, mate. You too. It is seven twenty-one here on SENZ. Uh, Izzy and Kempe for breakfast. 0800 150 811. You can call us any time. for Bedpost Text Machine double eight double three as well. Uh, and have this one come through from Ed Moriana Brothers. Got to give a knighthood to my nephew, the King of the Grubs, Dane Coles.
2: <laughs> what do you
0: reckon? I, I reckon you're more of a chance. But Izzy. he didn't play with him. <laughs>
2: <laughs> You didn't play with him, Ed. Um Yeah, look, he had an impact on the game for sure. But I guess it's it's, it's got to have a sp- like he don't get me wrong. Coles would go down with one of the greats, but Knighthood, probably uh, probably a push, probably a pro- probably a push. Keep your texts coming through. Double eight, double
0: three. Ed reckons is going to find a picture of him with Jared as well in the Auckland Rep team. Mm. So we'll uh, we'll we'll make sure we chuck that up on socials when that comes through. Seven twenty three. When we come back, we'll have some sports news headlines for you.